So welcome uh, the, today and thank you for being here. We are so glad that you took the time out to, to join us for this online experience. And, and God is moving. He's moving in your life. He's moving in our lives. And, and we're just so excited. You called us in the second week uh, of a new series entitled Kingdom Investments. And so uh, one of the things that, that we need to understand is that we understand the word investment, right? I mean, Pastor Clay uh, rolled out last Last week, this definition of investment. It looks like this. An investment is sacrificing in one area so you can contribute in another area, expecting a return on that contribution. Now, from a financial world, we get this, right? I mean, we, 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 we call out, if I can use that word, to take out. We take out of our, our income money. Uh, for some of us, we take that and set that aside for retirement. And so what are we doing? We're sacrificing our daily expenses, our daily budget, some things that we would like to do, uh, and putting it into an, a retirement account in hopes that, that when we retire, we'll be able to live off of that retirement. So we're looking for that retirement return uh, sometime later down the road. Uh, maybe you're saving for something. I remember, I don't know about you, but but I've had some experiences. That, uh, my sister, uh, let me back up, her husband uh, was in the Air Force. And so um, uh, they were stationed at this time over in, Mer in um, England. Uh, Bentwaters Woodbridge, England was the name of the Air Force Base. It was when the, the United States Air Force and the Royal Air Force were combined on one base. And so they were there uh, for about four years. And so I uh, was in graduate school at the time, seminary, and while I was there, I was able to save some money. So here's what saving money looked like for me. I, I made a sacrifice, meaning I worked extra side jobs to make that happen. I, I, <laughs> I figured out there's uh, several ways to make potatoes. Uh, you buy a baked potato, you can slice it, you can dice it, you can fry it, you can bake it, you can boil it. There's all kinds of ways to eat potatoes and peanut butter became my favorite friend. Why? Because I made great sacrifices and, and I took that, that money that, that I, I wasn't going to spend on food and I, and I contributed it to my uh, let's go to England uh, account and then I was able to buy my ticket and go and be there and I had a great time. I got a return of seeing, not just seeing my sister and my brother-in-law who's, who's kind of like a brother to me, uh, but it was also an opportunity to go see England's great, great return of investment. Another time that, that for me as I, I made a sacrifice was, this is why I'm wearing this shirt, um, the World Vision, I participated in what's called a Global 6K Walk, and that's where uh, you walk six kilometers, and that's the average distance a child has to walk to go get uh, water uh, every day. And so what, the, what we do is, World Vision, they raise the money for this, and then they go, particularly on the continent of Africa, and for a village, and they drill a well, and then the children doesn't have to walk uh, six kilometers round trip every day. So what does walking, not walking, do for the child's life? That's the investment. What's the return? The child is no longer in danger of wild animals, but even worse, 
in danger uh, of being uh, kidnapped and then sold into sex trafficking. And so now we provided for a whole village water, and now the child, instead of spending all day walking back and forth to go get water, is now able to sit in school and get educated and learn to be able to do a job and be productive and useful in society and move forward uh, in the name of Jesus. And so uh, I've sacrificed what that means. I started walking because I had to, I do walk a little bit, but I wasn't walking uh, six kilometers and I had to work up uh, to walking six kilometers. And I actually walked, ran uh, this particular race on this particular day. I made a sacrifice to prepare for it, made a sacrifice for the day of the event. I made a financial sacrifice and I contributed it. And as a result, I got a tremendous return because my life uh, was enhanced uh, through that process. And I made an investment in the kingdom of God. I'm sure you've got the same kind of stories where you've made this kind of decision. So it's so money, talent, time, treasure, we make an investment. But today, I want to I shift gears just a little bit as a, we talk about investment from a, a physical aspect. I want to talk about a, a spiritual investment. What, what is it that, that, that we invest in? Pastor Clay laid out a great, again, a great message last week. I encourage you to go back and watch that. Uh, uh, again, I'm assuming you're probably watching on YouTube. Uh, go back and, and, and grab that and watch that again. Because it's really important. It lays out, he just, this is what we should do. And today, I'm going to try to answer this question. Why? Why invest? And actually, what I want to ask it a little bit matter. Why in the world should it matter to you? I mean, because we live in a society that says what's good for you is good for you and what's good for me is good for me. And so as long as it's good for me, that's okay. And as long as it's good for you, you do what you think is right and I'll do what I think is right and we'll all be okay. That's the society that we live in. That's what we think. What's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. And that's okay. But I'm going to ask, why does it matter for all of us? I'm going to try to answer this question. Why invest in others? Why should it matter to you? And if you're a believer, I want to encourage you to lean in. If you're not a believer, I want to encourage you to lean in as well. Because we're going to talk about things that are significant and important to believers. And if you're checking Jesus out, trying to figure out who he is, trying to figure out if you're going to cross the line of faith, today we're going to peel back that layer. We're going to look at some significant things for those who call themselves followers of Christ. Why? Because of this. It matters because the kingdom of God has a different set of values. This is something that, that, that we often forget. We go, yeah, well, I hear this message. I need to accept Jesus. I raise my hand. I, I pray, and, and, and I've done the deal. I, I prayed. I received Jesus. I got my ticket into heaven, and everything's good. But here's the reality. Pastor Clay, for the last two weeks, has shared this particular scripture. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So what do we do? We go, Jesus is the Lord. I believe God raised him from the dead. I'm saved. Boom. I'm saved. Boom. But what is this word right here? It is Lord. We believe 
We declare, we believe in our heart that God raised from the dead, but we declare openly and loudly that Jesus is the Lord of my life, that he's in charge. He's the boss of my life. I give him control. I give him, I give him control of who I am and what I am and all that I am. We declare that. And if, as a believer, this is what you declared, that Jesus is Lord. He died for me on a cross. I accepted what he did for me. He was raised from the dead. I believe that in my heart. And I'm saved. He's Lord. What does that mean? He's, it's his kingdom. He's got a whole kingdom. We have the kingdom of this world and we have God's kingdom. And, and those kingdom values are, are vastly different. And I want to point out a few of those in our short time today. So one of those is love God and love others. That's a huge value in the kingdom of God. Love God and love others. And several uh, weeks ago, we did a, a sermon series called GOAT, Greatest of All Times, meaning the, 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 the greatest of all commandments. And, and this is what Jesus said. The most important commandment is this, love the Lord your God. We got that, love God. We talked all about that. Then he said, love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, the totality. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. That's a value. That's not a value in the world. The world doesn't value loving God. The world values loving me, what is important to me, what is good for me. If it feels good for me, if it meets my satisfaction, if it meets my needs, if it meets my cravings, if it's there for me, it's all about me. I'm loving me because I'm spending my money on me. I'm spending my time on me. I'm spending my efforts on me. Kingdom of God says, love God. And then it says, <laughs> and second, love your neighbor as yourself and pour all that into your neighbor. Boy, that is so counterintuitive because we hoard up stuff. Holy cow, we went through, we went through uh, COVID and we bought toilet paper like it was going out of style because it was going out of style. So I had to have enough for me. And was I really concerned about my neighbor? Love God, love others. Second value, be last, <laughs> not first. Boy, now you're talking about being counterintuitive. Woo! Man, this is, this is like, this, our culture does not do that because in our culture, it's like we, we know who's, who won. Everybody else are losers. That's right. That's what our culture says. If you're not first, you're a loser. Well, this doesn't even say about being second. This is all the way down at the bottom of the rung. Just what, let's read what Jesus said in Luke 22. Jesus told them, in this world, great men lorded over their people. We know exactly what that looks like. We have, we have government officials. We have mayors and governors and, and senators and presidents. And, and we have all kinds of people who lord their authority over us. We have CEOs. We have presidents. We have bosses. We have people who exercise authority over us. Jesus said, but among you, it will be different. It will be different. Look at this. Look at this. It will be different. Why? Because the greatest among you should take the lowliest rank. 
the greatest among you should take the lowliest rank and the leader should be like a servant. Man, that's tough. But this is the value in the kingdom of God. Be last, not first. Why? Because Jesus said, for I am among you as one who serves. That's right. Jesus was among the disciples. He came among us. as He, he didn't declare, he didn't demand being God. Though he was God, he didn't claim that right. He came as a servant. And that's a value in his kingdom of God. Again, this is counterintuitive, way counterintuitive to the culture we live in. Another value, service is rewarded. Now, I'm gonna, this is going to kind of show my age a little bit, and I know I'm 60 years old, and lots have changed since I've been in middle school and high school. But I just want to talk about my experience in middle school and high school. There was a time that I went out for the basketball team in middle school, and I didn't make the basketball team, and I got cut from the basketball team. Now, that wasn't as devastating. All my, I had friends that made the team because I played other sports. I mean, I, I played baseball. I played football. I played soccer. I wrestled. And once I figured out that I couldn't play basketball, I started wrestling because I, I, was just, I did those things. I wasn't great. I wasn't like all state. I wasn't anything like that. I just loved playing sports. And so, again, I got cut from the basketball team, and I became the proverbial water boy. Now, back when I was in middle school, water boy was not uh, a highly favored place to be on the team. Somebody needed to be the water boy. And I became the water boy. Why? Because I wanted to be around the sport. I wanted to be around my friends. I wanted to hang out. And so for me, that was a greater value. But it was a little bit, I don't know, if humiliating a little bit to be the water boy. But check this out. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. In the kingdom of God, service is rewarded. Not what I get, but what I can give. How I can serve. That's what's rewarded. In the kingdom of God. Another value. Oh, this one's tough. Give you stuff away. That's hard. Give your stuff away. That is so counterintuitive. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my stuff. I'm gonna get. It's all for me. It's all about me. It's my stuff, and I've earned. I've worked hard for it. I'm not about to give that to anybody. Matter of fact, though, giving it away—that's for moochers. Those people are mooching. Why don't they get a real job? That's what some of us. That's what our culture says. Kingdom of God says give your stuff away. Jesus, again, we're in Luke chapter 12. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. It gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Seek it first. It great, he is happy to give us the kingdom, his kingdom. And then Jesus just drops it. It's like dropping a bomb. Sell 
your possessions and give it to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Now, wait a minute before you stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't stop this video. Hold on. Stay with me. Do you see the word all here? No. You don't see the word all. Now, there was, for those of you who are believers, you may know the story of the rich young ruler. Now, he did look at the rich young ruler and said, sell everything you have and come follow me. That was a very, that was a very specific call. This is a general call. Sell your possessions. Sell some of them and give to those in need. Now, what that may mean is don't go out and spend as much money and so you'll have money to, to give away going back. But it's this, this idea of give your stuff away. And this is so counterintuitive in our culture because unfortunately in the United States of America, we live on 110 to 120% of our income. What does that mean? That means we're debt in debt. The average person in America, the average adult in America, is carrying anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars of credit on their credit card, so they can have more stuff. Kingdom, Kingdom of God says, "Give you stuff away. Sell your possessions. Give it to those in need." Last value I want them to hit on is be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. But there's a very specific way to be like Jesus. Because, hey, I'm not going to go out and turn water into wine. I don't have that ability. I'm not going to go out and, and heal somebody. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to go out and, 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 have, and, and cause demons to, to run into a bunch of pigs, wild pigs. That's not going to happen. Not wild pigs, but domesticated pigs. That's not going to happen. So what does it mean to be like Jesus? Jesus said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. That's a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That within itself is a whole other message. But check this out. Love each other as I have loved you. So let me ask you this question. How has Jesus loved you? Well, he gave up his life. He left what was his, his place, his rank, his honor, his ability. He sacrificed every right that he had. When accused, he did not lash out. He did not retaliate. He did not get into people's face. He did not seek to defend himself for what he was doing. And ultimately, he gave his life for you and I. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. That's a value. Be like 
Jesus. That's a value. So, all these values are important. And all these are reasons that we should serve other people. What is the ultimate? As I begin to work this and and begin to pray through this, I saw all these values, and those values are significant and important, but but I kind of landed on one ultimate why. Why invest in other people? Why should it matter? Why should it matter? And I landed in this, this place in Matthew chapter 25. And Jesus is, is with his disciples. And so this is kind of getting towards the, the end of his ministry. He's about to, to, to be crucified. He's not far away from that. <clears throat> and he's telling his disciples, hey, here's some things. This is a, a parable slash real event. This, is a, this was a hard one, and I'll tell you why. Because Jesus begins this by looking at his disciples, and he says, but when the Son of Man... When the Son of Man comes in His glory. What does that mean? Jesus was saying, I'm coming back. And when He comes in His glory. Son of Man was a direct reference to Himself. That was His greatest title. That was His best and favorite title that He gave to Himself. Son of Man. And when the Son of Man comes in glory. So, all of a sudden, now it's not a parable. But then, we're going to get into sheep and goats here in just a minute. But Jesus says, listen, when the Son of Man comes back, it's going to be like this. All the nations are going to be gathered. And I'm going to separate the nations, the people out. And I'm going to put some people on the right side, and I'm going to put some people on the left side. Much like a shepherd would take his flocks of herds and he would separate and he would put the sheep on one side and the goats on another side. And Jesus said, this is what's going to happen at the end of times. And then he says this. And then the king will say to those on his right, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. He's going to look at the people on his right. And then he's going to say, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. That's what he's going to say to these people. And and this parable says, they all replied simultaneously. Now, how that happened, I don't know which makes it a parable, but it also makes it a real story because of the Son of Man. And they're going to reply, but, 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 they're going to reply, but, but, hey, Lord, when, Lord, Lord, when you confess Jesus is Lord, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did, when did we see you thirsty? When did we see you 
as a stranger? When did we see you naked? When did we see you sick? When did we see you in prison? When did we see you? And the king is going to say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to the one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. The ultimate reason why. See now, if you, if you go in and you read this in Matthew 25, yes, there's a whole pericope there for the left the goats and that's another message for another time because they end up separated from the king they don't inherit the kingdom they are separated from the kingdom forever and Jesus says the same thing you didn't feed me you didn't clothe me and they'll say, when did we see that? And he said, when you didn't do it. Why? I tell you the truth, when you do it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So why does it matter? Why does it matter that we serve one another? Why does it matter that we serve the least of these? Because when we serve the least of these, we invest into Jesus. That's the ultimate why. We're making investment into Jesus. Because when we serve the least of these, Jesus sees that as us serving Him. And that's why it matters. That's why it matters. So I've made my case, so to speak. Now what? Go and serve. I want you to take a minute and, and pull your phone out. If you're watching this on your television or on your iPad or, or, or some other device rather than a phone, scan this QR code. If you're watching this on your phone, hang on with me, okay, because I know you can't scan it. Hang on with me. I'm going to tell you how, what we can do. But listen, if you are, if you are close by in the, in the Charlotte metro area, because we have a lot of people that are close by in the Charlotte metro area. We also have people out in Iowa. Hey, guys. Out up in Wisconsin. Hey, guys. We have some people down in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, guys. And we have people in other places as well. And y'all are hanging out with us. Y'all are part of what we're doing. But if you're close by, I want to encourage you to scan, scan this QR code if you have your phone. And, and what we're doing is next Sunday, we are doing a Serve Sunday here at church. That's why I want you to come. I want you to make a sacrifice to come and be with us in person. Because we're going to have, we're gonna have eight, eight or nine of our partner organizations with us on site. And we're going to do some things for the least of these. 
And if you scan this, web, this, this QR code, it'll take you right there to the, and you'll see all the listing. And then you can click the link. You can click the link to what you want to do and you can sign up for that link right here. Now, if you're on your phone or not able to scan this QR code, here's something else you can do. You can come back and watch this later and, or you can write it down and you can email me. Doug I at Next Level Church. You can call or text me at that number right there on the screen. Now, if you're not in the Charlotte metro area, I want you to do this because I want to help you find an organization to partner with. Find the least of these in your community. I want to help navigate you into to serving them and helping them. I want to help you. It's my commitment to you that this church will come alongside of you no matter where you are. We will figure out how to connect you to a local partner where you can serve the least of these so that you're investing in the Jesus. We will help you. I will promise you we will help you. That's why it's you email me, it's going to happen. I mean, it'll happen with everybody else too. But contact me, I'll get you in touch with who you need to get in touch with and we will help you find a way to serve. It matters. Serving, investing into other people's lives matter. Because when we do it, when we invest into the least of these, we are investing into Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you that your kingdom is different, drastically different than this world. You have a whole different set of values. And when this comes to this idea of us investing into your kingdom, it's investing in the people. And when we serve the least of these, we are serving Jesus. We thank you because it's not about the people we serve. <laughs> it's not about them. It's not about us, what we get out of it, though we do get a lot out of it. At the end of the day, it's about serving So, Father, help us to move beyond knowing into doing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you again for being with us today. And, and it is our hope and prayer that you receive uh, uh, something from our time together. We hope that, that your life has changed and your life is different. If it has, I want you to do us a favor. I want you to share it uh, on share it. However you share it, share it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, share it. Let other people know that your life is different because of what God is doing in and through Next Level Church. And if you want to give to make that happen, we encourage you to do. Why? Because your giving honors God first and foremost, but your giving also impacts other people's lives. What you may know or, or not know is that people give to make this online experience happen. And because of their faithful giving, you are receiving a great reward. Your life is being changed. And so you can do the same. You can participate because our giving impacts other people's lives. Now, as we leave today, I want you to leave hearing these words. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, 
Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you invested, invited me in your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. May the Lord encourage you and may your life be different because of him. Have a great week. Thank you.